Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast, except for this week, we are a Spire the City Must Fall podcast. I am your wonderful, brilliant, and beautiful GM, Stace Babcock, and with me today is Alex Finn. I keep hearing this tap, tap, tapping on my wall, and I'm very concerned. It's nothing. It's just people getting out. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. Daniel Anderlich. I forgot what I was going to say because I got so <laughs> distracted by what Alex was saying. I was trying to imagine the creepy story around it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could just say it's Tallow Wren tapping on the wall. Tap, tap, tapping on my chamber wall. I want to think of something scarier. Tallow Wren has turned out tamer than I thought they would be. Tallow Wren's scary as fuck. I know that. For a moment, I thought maybe you were. <laughs> using me because I feel like I've said at least like five times that I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> we also have Samson Davis. There it is. You found it. I'll get us back on track. Hey, did you see that Elden Ring gameplay? Because I did. It just came out today as we're recording. Oh. Breath of the Dark Souls looks very good. I'm not freaking playing that game because I have no desire to ruin a controller or a television. I don't get that enraged, but I want to. I like I think about it hard. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I'm going to set this controller down and I'm going to walk away and I'm never going to defeat the first boss and it's going to be okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> feels like you're pulling from experience there. Yeah, that was my attempt at Dark Souls. Anyway. Did you go through the side entrance? I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I tried to fight that big ass boss where it appeared that maybe you were supposed to try to get on a ledge 30 feet in the air and do something. So, <laughs> hi, welcome to the Dark Souls podcast for this podcast. <laughs> There's a side entrance. When you first see that big boss, you're supposed to run away from it and then come back with better weapons and then jump down on it. Spoilers. Oh, well. Yes. Um, anyway. I'm still not going to go back. All right. So- <laughs> oh, come on. Play with me. <laughs> All right. Oh, I held that in my heart for so long. Turns out I'm just unobservant. <laughs> hey, guys, before we start this episode, how would I tell you about this thing that we have now? It's called a sponsor, and it's kind of awesome. Die Hard Dice has chosen us to be a dice affiliate, and we love it. With this newfound power, we can give you a code. The code is EXPLORE, all one word with an exclamation point at the end. And with that, from November 5th to December 20th, get 50% off your order. They have beautiful metal dice in all the colors that you want and all the varieties that you want. Once again, that code is EXPLORE with an exclamation mark at the end. Go buy some dice give them money. They're good people. We get a little bit of that money. Mm -hmm. So you're getting cool dice and you're supporting us. That's cool. Don't you want to be cool? And their dice is so pretty. I want to put them all in my mouth. (laughs) Don't put dice in your mouth. Don't let people know you put dice in your mouth. (laughs) Who remembers (laughs) what happened last time on our Aspire the City Must Fall podcast? You know who I'm going to pick. Daniel, tis you. (laughs) So we picked up a body. No, it's a little bit more detailed than that. So we found out that what? we killed the mortician, or rather, Reagan killed the mortician. That's me. I'm Reagan. Yeah. Reagan's a very simple creature in a lot of ways. They have a rich inner life. They're just very naive. Yeah. Um, my character, Talaren, who tastes blood for fun and profit, <laughs> looked at the mortician to find out that the body had something wrong with it, got the mortician's notebook. Licked the 
body and discovered that something was very wrong about it, and I vomited, but the clothes on the body never got dirty. But what did your character do? (laughs) Tried to take the body out. We bumped into another mortician. Alex's character, Danielle Steele, convinced her that we were all just very drunk. And high. Yes, exactly. And they just kind of waved us on like they were hoping that we were college students that would find their way home okay. And they did kind of have that cool RA vibe. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. (laughs) (laughs) And so then we started going up the staircase and... We noticed the guard following us, and Alex's character, Daniel Steele, went back to distract them while Ray and Intella Ren tried to get them farther, get the body farther up the stairway. And then the guard grabbed Danielle Steele in a way that was, I'm pretty sure, not consensual, but for whatever reason, Danielle was going with it at the time. Daniel was into it. Yeah. Then they moved over and was holding her over the ledge down to this gap down at the center of the spire. And I'm pretty sure that's where we ended it. Yes, indeed. So the party is split. Kellerin and Reagan are much further ahead up the stairwell. And Danielle Steele is a decent ways behind, being held over the edge, potentially to be dropped to her death. Who can say? And the Choke Street Market, which runs virtually all the way along this stairwell, is usually a bustling, busy place. In fact, you could hardly move through the crowd. But as soon as this woman dressed in armor with her greatsword holds Danielle out over the edge, it's hard to say where everybody went. It really is. But all of a sudden, the stairwells are bare. The booth sheets or, you know, beaded doorways or curtains or whatever are all pulled shut. And you see, you know, the tail of a robe or or somebody's boot disappear into these booths or down side spokes because nobody wants the guards to think that they're involved in any sort of trouble. So Talaran looks over their shoulder back at Reagan and says, you know, Vane is heavier than they look. Like, this is, it's actually kind of surprising. Uh, I, what? Yeah, no, is it? What? I don't understand. Fane, they motion their head towards the dead body. Yeah? Heavier than they look. I guess. Do you, do you need rest? Do, you need, do we need to take a moment? No, I was just making conversation. <laughs> okay. They look Reagan from head to toe and then say, I know that's not always easy for you. Heavy things? Conversation. Oh, okay. And they begin moving forward. Yeah, heavy things. <laughs> I don't think Reagan moves. Reagan is still uh, glancing back at Danielle being held over the edge. And, and so he says, I'm sorry, I, I got to go help. And then Reagan drops their side of the body and it will run over to the knight and Danielle. But yeah, Reagan will run over to the knight. Hi, please stop. She's she's not hurting anybody. She, please don't drop her. I think Danielle's going to say, can you please say the line? This is for my father if you're going to drop me. I just want to know how it looks in reality. What? Uh, no, no, because you'll never write it. I, please just pull her away. And I'm going to cast a spell. Ooh. Okay. I'm going to cast the spell Our Lady's Calm. Okay. So I mark D6 stress. Is that, what does that mean? 
Roll a d6, and then does it tell you which stress pool? Or it's probably either a cult or religion, right? Uh, it is mind. Mind. So roll d6, yep. and whatever you get, subtract any mind resistances you may have, and then that's the number of stress that you take. Uh, all right. I roll a three. I subtract two because of my... Because I'm a Lajon, so I take one stress. Mm-hmm. And for the next minute, nobody can fight or engage in violent actions or move above a run. My. Okay. So you see this knight somehow become still. You can see the calming effect take hold, but she doesn't bring in her arm. It seems like she's just simply not going to drop Danielle at this time. Mm-hmm. And she points a finger at you and says, maybe you can answer my questions. What are you doing with the body? We are taking it where it needs to go. Where does it need to go? New heaven. Is this, did his mother put you up to this? I don't believe so. Must have been her. What is this, a a job for you? A side job? Uh, We're just, we're just trying to help. Did you know, Vane? You're trying to help by stealing a body? His funeral procession was supposed to be now. Help comes in strange ways. You are helping his mother. I'll help anybody who needs it. Do you need help with something? Can Is there anything we can do for you to... And again, she just sort of freezes, blinks for a second, and refocuses on Reagan and says, Vane came back wrong. The corpse speaks. Can't you hear it? Um, no, but I don't know if I'm attuned to it. And then Reagan's not a super subtle person, so I imagine the knight will pick up on the fact that Reagan kind of like glances back at Tallow, if Tallow is still in view of what's happening here. Were you with him when he came back from the heart? I dragged him back from the heart. What happened to him? Why is his why why is his blood bad? I I suppose you don't know what that means. Why is it why what's wrong with him? I don't I don't know. You have to be very careful around his body. And as she's talking, she's, at this point, she has brought Danielle back in and set her feet gently mm. on the stairwell and let go. So right about the moment you said, be careful with your body, like the camera cuts over to Tower Ren, continuing to move the body upward and just occasionally just like blah, blah, lapping at the neck wound or, or laughing at the wound. <laughs> and then vomiting? Yeah. Listen, everybody has a different definition of fun. Yeah. It's a compulsion, not a pleasure. (laughs) The idiot thought he would be the one to discover the secret of the heart and led an expedition of friends and mercenaries. And I was out scouting path forward. And when I came back, the cavern, it, it looked as though something had exploded and they were all dead. And it was all I could do was was drag his body. I mean, I'm his bodyguard or was back up here to his to his father. Question, Stace, how well liked is the ministry to the general public? Not by like your average general public thinks they are dangerous rebels who only bring trouble down upon the drow's Mm. head. All right. That answers my question. Thank you. You're taking this body to new heaven to be looked after. Um. You're taking it to the carrion priests? That's exactly what his mom would do. And yes, you guys are taking it okay. to a carrion priest. I had to double check the map. Yep. Is it so wrong to follow the will of one's mother? No, I 
I'm not trying to get in the middle of the veins. So I just, I, I have to do my duty. I, I, I have to make sure he's taken care of and that rights are followed. I don't care if they're charnelite. I don't care if they're mortician rights. Let me accompany you just, just to see it done. What is the equivalent of an insight check in this game? Investigate, maybe, putting two and two together. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I, I would say so. I would like to make such a, a roll. Okay. Uh, do you have an investigate skill at all? I do not. Okay. Can I help? Yes, you can help. Mm-hmm. So if someone helps, you you get an additional D10. Okay, because I do have the investigate skill. Yeah. So okay. you can roll 2D10 and take the highest. And then you both share the stress, I think. Okay. That's fine. Gotcha. You both take the yeah, same amount of stress. It's what friends do. So the spell I cast lasts only a minute. Is that still up or has that dissipated by now? Yes, you can go ahead and add an additional die for that. Yes. All right. Watch them all be ones because me. Oh, that's not that. So I'm taking the highest one or what? Yep. All right. I rolled two tens. So damn. Two tens out of five. So So that is a critical success. So what, what are you trying to find out? One, I want to know that I want to see if she is like telling the truth that she does just want to see that faint. I have to keep looking because in my head, he's Dardanair, Dardanair, Dardanair vein. That that is all she wants to see that Dardanair vein's body is taken care of. Mm. I guess. Could I also see if like I can pick up like a vibe check on the relationship between her and the mother? Yeah. So she does genuinely want to see basically her duty discharged. Mm hmm. But you all you get the impression that she has been fired. Ah. And so she is in some way trying to atone for what she views as her failure. She's not really supposed to be involved. And her relationship to the mother and father definitely seems like harried employee in the middle of family drama. Gotcha. Then Reagan will put a hand just gently on her shoulder and say, by the will of our glorious lady, Dardanere Vane will be taken care of in a matter befitting your station and his. And also, I will help you after this, if you need it. Find you a place to do what needs to be done. Um, and Reagan kind of gets confused at what they're saying. Like, I want to help. It's my whole thing. Well, you've stolen a body from the morticians. So let me accompany you. I will help you if you run into trouble. And we will see this thing done. Nice. Reagan nods like, yes. Okay. <laughs> and then Reagan nods at Danielle, like, yes, this is a good thing. Good things are happening. Cool. Yes. But now you have Jazra the bodyguard. Oh, and she says, I'm Jazra, by the way. Jazra. All right. Reagan turns, is about to wave at Tallow, and then just like, no, no. And then just like starts like motioning, like, stop, stop what you're doing. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> How far ahead is Tallow run at this point? Oh, I mean, it's a fairly large tunnel. So in in terms of like, Walking distance, probably Teleron's in, in fairly good shape, I assume, mm-hmm. you know, or not at least not in bad shape, but is dragging a body. So however far you can drag a body in three minutes. So I would say that the rest of the group could probably catch up in a, a, a minute or two. Okay. Like they can see you from across the tunnel, okay. right? They can see you up higher on the stage. Teleron is even looking back. They're just talking. I bet you they're dead already. What do you think, Jeremy? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so Jazra uh, beats feet and starts heading up after Vane's body. 
Reagan's trying to keep up. So unless Talloran is trying to do something particularly special, you know, in the course of time. No, because the corridor is really crowded, right? No, not right now. Everyone disappeared because there was. <laughs> oh, potential murder. Oh, potential murder. That changes things a little bit. No, no. We can easily carry this body. As she's carrying the body, she pulls out her athame and slits across her hand and she squeezes her fingers together and they press their hand to this wall, making a bloody handprint. And this is one of my abilities. It is a blood ward. I will mark D3 stress to blood, but until the print dries out completely, the next friend or foe to walk near will take D6 stress. Rude. Ooh. Wow. So unless Danielle or Reagan are, are trying to beat Jazzer to it, she will be the one to take that stress. I rolled two for stress, but I, I have okay. plus three resistance, so I don't take any stress. Correct. Okay, let me Just see trying what... to kill us all. <laughs> Damaging the meat shield. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, so will you roll stress for Jazra, please? For Jazra? What do I need to roll? Because she's walking by your hand. Oh, D6. D6, right, you yep. said? I got a five. Ouch. So the, the blood war reaches out and strikes them with this bloody phantom hand. By the lady. Mm. Oh, oh, oh. That, mm, why did we do that? So, that is a moderate amount of fallout, so. So a moderate or severe fallout needs long-term care to be removed. <laughs> okay, so what I, I want to say is the hand hits Jazra right across the face, and in addition to gashes across her forehead, immediately the right side of her face, including her right eye, uh, swells up. So now her right eye is swollen shut, and she does hit the dirt momentarily. She's not knocked out, and she just gets back up and keeps coming. Mm -hmm. But she is, she is going to have increased difficulty for any sort of actions requiring sight. Okay. Uh, tell, tell, tell her she, she's a friend. She's Actually, that sounds like I'm looking at the list here. And Stace, it sounds like that's more of a minor fallout. Because in the moderate fallout list, there's things like knocked out or freaked out or humiliated. Oh, I see. Yeah, it is, it is much worse. Fuck. All right, she loses the eye. It's gone. Oh, oh shit. But Jeremy's happy. Just insult to injury. <laughs> yep. <gasps> There's a lot of blood if that interests Talloran. <laughs> yeah, I'll take a lick. Why not? Oh my god. Tello, no. <laughs> well, actually, no, I'd be a ways ahead, so I probably couldn't. Yes. And, you know, Jazra attempts to catch her eye that isn't there. It is a, it is a bloody, bloody mm. pulp as it falls to the ground. And she staggers forward a few steps. And then goes down onto her knees and rotates to sit down on the stairs and puts her head on her arms and stays there. Seeing the blood and the eye, I assume just kind of like gently arc into the abyss or off the ledge or whatever is nearby. Reagan will like kind of go up, kneel down in front of Jazra and say, let me help. I can, uh, I can at least patch it up a little bit. And Reagan will pull out their healer's kit and if Jazra doesn't fight them... No, she doesn't. Uh, what does the healer's kit do for you? I don't know. I was just told I had a healer's kit. So I think that that is going to get you an extra D10 because 
Okay. That, yeah, to a fix roll. Okay. So you will have 3d10. Love it. To roll for a fix here. All right. Six. Okay, so that is success at a cost. You will take stress, and so you'll take stress to mine. So go ahead and roll a d3. Wait, is that a real die? It's a d6 rounded down. Ah, thank you, Daniel. (laughs) I rolled a two halves. That's a one, but I have plus two to mine, so nothing. All right, yeah, you're good to go. And you have used this healer's kit, so you have removed some stress. Okay. And she slowly staggers to her feet and sort of slowly begins to continue to move toward Vane's body. Reagan's going to help her along, but like kind of anxiously explain, like, Tallow is an ally. She just didn't know that you were on her side. So I, I apologize on their behalf. But she, she is an ally. They are an ally. Oh, you know what? I think I did that wrong. Oh. So you can choose to take five stress to repair the moderate fallout versus rolling for stress. What would I roll? You wouldn't. It would be five stress minus your resistance. I'll do it. Okay. To mind. Oh, I just, t- okay. All right. So I take three with my resistance. That brings me to four mind stress. Do I have some bullshit now? Or when does fallout? Yeah, um, a four is minor fallout. Okay. So that would be something more temporary like I described. So you could be shaken, so you can't focus on what you're doing, and you won't gain dice from domains until you take some time to chill out. Okay. Okay. Do I choose to take that now, or is that... Yeah, it goes into effect immediately. Okay. All right. So... And then the stress I have accumulated goes away, or at least the mind stress that's I've accumulated goes away? Yes, once you take the fallout. Yep. You could let it accumulate further if you didn't want to take fallout right now, but if it eventually you have to take the fallout. So if you let too much accumulate, it's severe fallout, and then like your mind or your character just like completely changes somehow, probably not for the better, or dies. <laughs> so, usually better to take the minor. Yeah, no, I, I think it makes sense for uh, Reagan to be a little shaken at this point. Yeah, so as as you assist with this healing and you, and you sort of clean out the wound and use your fixed skill and the power of your goddess to heal this missing eye, of course, the eye doesn't return, right? You don't regenerate the eye. And as you're watching, it's, it's kind of the strangest thing. Normally, what you would expect is sort of the lid to knit clothes and, and you know, the obviously the, the scratches and bruising to heal. But instead, it is almost like a puffy orange sort of fleshy some sort of organic substance emerges from the eye socket and sort of grows outward and forms a seal over the eye and it's incredibly disconcerting because of course a drow is monochromatic Mm -hmm. the jazra has an almost like the skin of an orange but but not not that necessarily shade of orange like a little bit more uh Mm -hmm. washed out shade of orange seal Over that right eye. Like a peach? No, not hairy. <laughs> Nectarine? Nope. Like an orange peel. Fine, we'll just okay. go with an orange peel. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll just go with that. It just looks like an orange peel, yeah. basically. But you watched it grow out of that socket. Mm. And where her scratches were, 
you see the same sort of material seal those scratches. Oh, man. Yeah, I think that freaks uh, Reagan out. Because what I'm thinking right now is, is this like a divine kind of, not intervention, but tinkering? Or is this like some blood contamination from uh, Tallow Ren's stuff? Who can say? If there's anything that's obvious, I would like to know. But I, I think also Reagan is like shaken and obviously not going to like investigate. <laughs> I mean, I think that that's a, a, a reasonable line of inquiry, right? Like, that's a reasonable mm-hmm. suspicion. I think without further investigation, Reagan can't know for sure. Okay. And at that moment, Reagan, basically as soon as you, know, you guys didn't get particularly far, right? About when you approached this handprint, now that there isn't any murder happening, all of a sudden those drow who disappeared into who knows where emerge back out in the streets, continue to grow exceedingly busy. And by the time you're done doing this mending, the streets are full again. And just for a moment, you you guys ever heard of like, a, what is it called? Like exploding brain where it feels like, you know, it's a condition where it feels like your your head explodes. Hmm. Um, but of course, it doesn't no. actually. It's, it's a neurological condition. No. Wow. It's weird. I say having felt it before. Whoa. Exploding brain syndrome right there. Oh, my God. Yeah. So uh, I guess I let me try to I can't really describe it other than it feels like your brain exploded. But it usually comes with like a flash of light. And so we'll say like this happens a flash of light inside your head, if that makes sense. It probably doesn't. So that happens to Dragon. And during that flash, you see corpses all around you. Somehow in your heart, you know, you are seeing how these people will die. How everybody around me that has just come out will die? Yes. Oh, shit. For just a fraction of a second, you see every wound, every illness symptom. You know, some people, you know, they're lucky or however you want to look at it. They die in their sleep, right? You see their corpses and you know. And then just as quickly as it comes, it dissipates. This is during the healing or this is like when... Reagan and Jazzar have started moving up towards Tallow. Started moving. Okay. It's, it's, it's after. It's after you've seen the orange, you know, fill in the wounds. I think Reagan goes on autopilot, but assuming Reagan's on the proper side, Jazzar might see, like, silent tears coming down Reagan's face. Unless Reagan's on Jazzar's bad side, then mm. those tears are just for Reagan. Okay, cool. I feel like Danielle feels a little sick watching this. <laughs> watching like what? I've- like an orange grow into somebody's eye. I feel like I felt like earlier today when I was cleaning my dog's butt. Just <gasps> oh, Danielle. I think you said Danielle. I was like, is Danielle okay? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Seems like this Daniel would be fine. No, it's my character and me slightly just imagining this happening. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, leaving this out of the book. Yep. Yeah. This isn't sexy. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. As I, I read more of the rules, I realize I'm calculating Fallout slightly wrong, but <laughs> if everyone's cool with that, we'll cool. go forward doing it the right way, and we'll just leave this narratively how it is. Mm-hmm. I'm liking it. All right, cool, cool. <laughs> this game is slightly less lethal than this. <laughs> Not much, but slightly. <laughs> so, all right, cool. So, yeah, you see that, you're shaken, and up you go. Tell Ren, you're far ahead, the crowds are back. Are you continuing to move forward? Yeah. Talran, I don't think stopped at all. Talran has a mission. Okay, so unless Danielle or Reagan are going to try to do something differently, it's essentially 
You guys are simply proceeding up the stairwell with a gap in between you until you emerge on the streets of New Heaven. So unless someone wants to do something in between in the choke, we'll cut to Talorin emerging into the streets of New Heaven. Okay. What does Talorin do at this point? So what's the fastest way to Arian Row from here? So you have to go quite a ways through the streets of New Heaven. And let's see. So New Heaven is a religious domain. Let's do a little navigational check here, which I believe would fall under investigate, probably. No, pursue. Finding, fouling, chasing, escaping. So do you have any pursue skill or religious domain? Only if I were shifting into my true form. So no. Okay. So just roll the 1d10. I got a seven. Okay, so that's success at a cost. So you'll take stress. Okay, so this isn't this isn't super risky proposition. Like you might get lost or whatever. So just do a D three. Okay, so that'd be one. I don't know which to which area it goes. I think that in this case we could say blood or mind. It could be mental stress from trying to figure it out, or it could be exhaustion. You know. Maybe you've had to circle back, you know, once or twice. Like, you're going to know the way, but maybe it's not the most efficient way. I would be happy to accept blood because that would be free for me. Nothing for you? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Essentially, what's going to happen is it's going to take you a little longer to get where you're going, but you are able to find your way. So as you set set out in the streets of New Haven, you see uh, this is the religious center of the spire. So you see temples to the wind and to the sky primarily, although there are temples of all kinds. You could find enlightenment here. You can find unenlightenment here, <laughs> motivation. There are philosophical drow preaching their particular viewpoints in the streets. At this moment, uh, very conveniently, there's a storm brewing and and nearby as you emerge, there's this giant mud dome belonging to the thunderous brotherhood that bristles with these hissling and crackling copper coils as the storm approaches. Mm-hmm. And another temple, which is meant to look like Alfir Palace, but it is dilapidated and in disrepair. But from each tower on this palace, you see a giant wind cone catching the wind and As always, despite the mortician's best efforts, there are packs of hyenas roaming the streets, some with handlers, some without. And as you emerge, you look ahead of you and you see a captain of the city guard and two minor guards, I guess, accosting a pair of drow. What? Who who appear to be delivering a body to be eaten by the holy hyenas. Oh. Hmm. And this guard captain arrests one while the other yells at the other drow to drop the body. And as this is happening, the one under arrest, you hear prote- protesting loudly that this, this, is, this isn't a stolen body. This is, this is my mother. I, I brought her here uh, to, 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 to be eaten um, by the hyenas. We, we, we didn't steal her. Awkward. We stole this guy. <laughs> and this is happening just up the street. I guess Danielle's gonna run in there. Danielle's not here. Oh, damn it. Danielle's at least a few minutes behind. Damn it. Walk faster, Danielle. Hmm. Talaran is gonna continue forward trying to look purposeful. Okay, how are you carrying this body? I would think they've moved on to, like, a fireman's carry. So I would say that you are trying to deceive because you're attempting to look purposeful and like you belong when you certainly do not. And you're not trying to sneak, right? You're not trying to hide. Correct. 
All right, so go ahead and roll C for me. If you have that skill, if you have crime, you can add a D10. Do you have crime? And I got a 10. Okay, so that's a critical success. So, yeah, you manage to look extremely purposeful as as you progress. One of the lower level guards, of course, the captain is is fully absorbed by uh, investigating this potentially stolen body. But one of the other guards looks over you and sort of seems to evaluate you, looking from top to bottom. And now, here's another true fact, and that is that blood witches are, for lack of a better term, illegal, right? The the goal of the guard is to capture or kill blood witches yeah. uh, because they bring the corruption of the heart into the city. And But however, blood witches are, are often left alone because who wants to fuck with a blood witch? So... That guard's eyes looks over. You can see the moment of realization when the guard realizes what Talorin is. Looks at the body and then turns back to the situation at hand. That's right. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) You want this heat. Good corrupt cop. Good. I would assume at this point, you know, I mean, what does Talorin do at this point? Is she she getting off the main street? Are they... I think at this point they're aiming for... They're trying to get it to the destination, but they are the carrying row, but they are being purposeful, but they're also not being like stupid about it. So they're trying to be stealthy, but their priorities are speed first and stealth second. Okay. Let's see. So we'll, we'll hold Talurin here and Reagan, Danielle, how are you trying to catch up? I think we're just trying to make the most direct path that we can. Assuming Talaren is going to the carrying priests, that they're the ones with the hyenas, correct? Yes. And their own particular rights. Yep. So, okay. So what you can do is you can, if you want to, you know, obviously you risk both success and failure. You could roll a pursue to see, you know, if you can improve time. But essentially, unless you do that, it is probably going to take you all in all because Talarin is out of the... So New Heaven's still fairly crowded, so the advantage isn't great, but it would probably take you five to seven minutes to catch up because you don't have a body, mm. but also you would have to find Talarin. Okay. So if that's all right, or if or if you want, if you choose to roll Pursue and you succeed, you could cut that time down, catch up sooner, find Talarin more easily, but you could also fail, of course. Right, right. I think Pursue. Okay. Alex, do you have skill? Do you have a skill in pursue? No, I have investigate and compel. Gotcha. Okay. Jazra will assist. Jazra has pursue. Yay! Hell yeah. So that's an additional D10. Okay. Alex, you should probably roll this one because Reagan's not doing too hot at the moment. Hey, fine. I guess Danielle's <laughs> going to pursue somebody. Thank you. Not in a creepy way. I got a seven. Okay, so that's success at a cost. So pursuing in this case is fairly difficult. So I'll I'll have you roll for D4 stress. Uh, I got two. Okay, so take two stress to blood. Damn it. So much blood. And what is your blood stress now? It's at three. Okay, so this is how Fallout actually works, guys. (laughs) Every time you take stress, you tell me how much stress you have. I roll a D10. If I get lower than your stress, you take fallout. Oh, fuck. Uh, and I got a one. All right. Fuck. So we've got minor, <laughs> <laughs> minor, minor fallout here. Let me look at my handy dandy list of potential minor blood fallouts. 
Do-do-do. Stub my toe real bad. That's what I think a minor fallout should be. Stubbed my toe real bad. It's kind of gross. Um, let minor. me see if there's something for that. <laughs> Poke yourself with your pen. Yeah. Trying to write stuff down while you walk. <laughs> or you just stab yourself in the thigh. Ooh. I bang my knee into like a little stall trying to chase them because I'm too busy writing. Ooh. And it really hurts. Ooh. That makes me wince just thinking about it. I know. Me too. I'm just like, oh, I can feel it. I can feel that bump. Okay, so your minor fallout is you have fucked up your knee. It really hurts. And <laughs> you are at plus one difficulty for any pursue or running or any sort of those physical tasks until you address that fallout. Mm-hmm. Damn. Which it's typically like a short rest in time to like ice and wrap it. And, you you know, yeah, you do stuff. But until you have time to do that, that is what you got. Cool. Mm-hmm. But you are able, because it is success at a cost, so you are able to emerge in, into the streets of New Heaven. You see this group of guards loading uh, a pair of drow and a dead body into uh, the back of a wagon. And you also, just for a moment, Jazra stops moving and her eye become that sort of glazed and unfocused and... She looks at you guys and she says, this way, I can hear him Mm -hmm. and sets off in the direction of Tallow Wren. So you guys will encounter Tallow Wren somewhere still in the streets of New Heaven, somewhat short of Mm -hmm. Carrion Row. Tallow Wren, when they catch up, what are you doing? Well, how do they find you? They probably encounter Tallow Wren just kind of continually moving with the body as quickly as you can, which is not great. And probably just chatting quietly under the breath with Jeremy. <laughs> All right. So this is how you come upon Taloren. And as you guys catch up to her, you see a in this alley, there's just a bunch of junk, right? Like just tons of junk that people have thrown out. Of course, this is New Heaven. You're getting close to Carrion Row and you see broken bits of bone and, you know, with chew marks it reeks, right? Because the bodies are simply left out for the hyenas to consume. And as you're making your way through this junk-filled alley, you do see a old and rusty kebab cart. Yeah! Street meat! (laughs) It is just sitting there unattended. Maybe someone's coming back for it later, but the, you know, if you look closely, the grill surface is covered in grease and gunk. Like I said, the wheels are rusted out. The little umbrella. It's just the spokes, you know? Oh, no. Hmm. Poor street meat. Are the wheels so rusted that it can't be used as a cart for at least this last length to the carrying priest? Yeah. Does uh, Reagan want to try and see? Yeah, sure. Okay. So you pull it out of its spot and the wheels wheels roll. It's a little bit difficult to push. It makes sort of a grating creaking or squeaking noise but they go hmm. uh tallow tallow run yeah i think this might help uh carrying M- mr vane darnier vane if, if you want to put yeah anything would help at this point yeah sure yeah put him on here this will help okay tallow run does that okay who's pushing the cart sorry let me say first the body fits in you have to kind of fold it up <laughs> it's quite stiff so it's a little gross you know there's some sounds mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some feelings, 
but you do it. I guess Reagan will push since they're already there. Yeah. Okay. And it's a mimic, right? This is what you're doing to me? Yeah. It's what? A mimic. A mimic. No. <laughs> Sometimes a cart is just a cart, <laughs> Samson. I don't believe you. <laughs> so you push the cart and Taloran successfully found the way. So uh, you're moving through. You're approaching Carrion Row. And are you guys trying to evade at all? Or are you sort of just moving through the streets? Hmm. I don't think there would be a reason. You said this was the religious sector of town, right? Yep. Is it this near to the carrying priest so weird to just, like, be pushing a body? No, 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 no. All right, then uh, I think we're just kind of going along. Mm -hmm. Okay. So as you are going along, you pass at different ranges any number of hyena packs. They have their handlers and they're under control. But as you turn this particular corner to really enter sort of the row of temples that make up Carrion Row, a loose pack of hyenas come flying down the street in your direction with no handler. What do you do? Overhead, above these hyenas, you see circling vultures, or I guess they're not circling at this moment, but they are flying in as well, following the hyenas. And you're smart enough, Reagan, to know that these hyenas are probably very interested in the body inside the kebab cart. Fair, fair. I've been doing a lot of things, so if anyone else has something I want to try. Run blows the whistle. Ooh. Oh, yeah. So you're not quite sure what shortcut or hole or whatever <laughs> uh, methodology or route that Marrow's vulture takes, but a lot faster than it should have been. This vulture just comes screaming out and begins circling above the group. I'm going to point at the oncoming hyenas and say, keep away. You're trying to say keep the hyenas away? Mm -hmm. Or attack one of the two. Okay. Yeah, attack probably better. Otherwise, this dumb vulture might think you're telling it to keep away and be like, oh, that's so kind. Mm -hmm. so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks tough down there. I'm not doing that. So yeah, so your vulture, I don't know if vultures like in reality can go into nosedives, but this one does mm -hmm. and swoops down into the pack of hyenas and just starts tearing into the lead hyena. Mm -hmm. But two more and a pair of vultures overhead are still heading in your direction. Okay. And there's no humanoid with them at all? No. Okay. Alex, do you have anything you want to try? No. My mind's so hitting blanks. Then once they get close enough, Reagan is going to cast Our Lady's Calm once again and try to extend this calming aura onto the animals. Okay, and in this case, you just take your stress, right? Your D6? Yeah. To mine? Yep. That's a three, so that's another one again. And, and you cleared your stress from your fallout, right? Yes. So, so I now have one stress. Oh, okay. So I don't even roll. All right, you take no fallout at this time, and you cast Our Lady's Calm. And the hyenas slow to a walk. Marrow's vulture stops attacking and just sort of swoops back toward whatever the flying equivalent of a walk is to <laughs> Taloran. And the hyenas sort of drift off in pursuit of other carrion instead of engaging in the fight. One of them does continue to walk up and then sits down and sort of begs and, and wags its tail. <laughs> oh. 
we should continue moving because I'm I'm sorry I can't maintain this for a long time. All right. I banged my knee, so we gotta move slow. Oh, okay. Whatever you need. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. As a reminder, Stace, this only lasts for a minute, and I can extend it to another minute, but then I keep taking stress every time. Yep. <laughs> So yeah, you uh, you understand the particular temple that you need to approach or deliver the body to, and you arrive. The door is slightly ajar. Do we peek in? Sure. What do you want to do? Yeah, let's peek in. Okay, Danielle's the one peeking in. Mm-hmm. Danielle, as you peek inside the door, you see a... You can think of it as a whirlpool. It's not spinning, right? It's maybe more like a black hole might be a better description. Just a circle of void being sucked down centrally. Down, 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 down inside this hut. I think this is the wrong door. (laughs) Isn't this this where we were told to go? Yeah, but it's not a room. It's a void. Does that sound strange to Reagan's religiously minded, knowledgeable mind? So... The thing about Spire is there was a an ill-fated public work that was attempted generations ago now called the Vermissian. And it was supposed to be a transit network that tapped into the power of the heart in non-Euclidean space. So doors opening into strange things isn't necessarily unheard of. Okay. Maybe that's where we're supposed to drop him. Is that in line with our orders or were they just were we just told to bring it to the carrying priests and you were instructed to bring it to the particular carrion priest at this temple. We definitely need to bring him to, and then Reagan says the name. Try closing the door and opening it up again. You don't know the name of this priest as yet. You just know that oh, we don't? this is the spot. Okay. This is the temple. So as you guys are standing out here outside the door discussing this, the door opens and in the doorway stands a drow, rather short balding and wearing as carrion priests often do like a rag woven sort of one-armed or robe you know kind of like a gown mm-hmm. reminiscent of a toga mm-hmm. that is just rag woven like an old rag woven rug and what you know is that <laughs> these are the rags that are left over after the hyenas have gotten after a body right and consumed it as the door opens Danielle, even you, it is as though you blink and you see behind this priest nothing but the shoddy interior of a carrion priest's temple, as do the rest of you. Hmm. Hmm. Seems weird. You standing outside my door with a stolen body seems weird. Come inside. Stolen, borrowed. Reagan pushes in the cart. Yeah, Talron falls. And Jazra follows as well. The carrion priest looks at who's in the lead here. I guess Reagan with the cart. Looks at Reagan and makes a small bow and says, and how is your family? Which for the drow is they're asking after the health of your family. Mm. Or he is. Is this like a common like? Yeah. Yes. Hey, how you doing? How's your family? Okay. My family is well fed and safe. How is yours? Also well. And the rest of you? Lost them a long time ago. Alex's face right now. (laughs) They're just doing what they're doing. You know, what everybody does in this place with parents. All right. I am Athos. Come this way. Athos leads the party into a back room of the temple, looking sort of 
concerned about the whole situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what? So Athos takes you into this back room, and in this room, there's an altar, and there's, you know, clearly where they do certain rites. There are particular, like, ritual circles on the floor, and Athos says, place the body on the altar, and we will begin the rites. Reagan looks at Jazra to see if this is something she wants to do. So Jazra's not looking at Athos or at the altar. Her eyes are locked on one of the circles on the floor. And she does that thing again where she's almost paralyzed and distracted. And then she snaps out of it and barehanded, both hands out, lunges at Athos. If you guys want to attempt to defend Athos, it's combat time. If not, I mean, do we care? <laughs> Reagan does. Uh, fine. If Reagan does it, I guess Danielle will do it. <laughs> I think it makes perfect sense for Reagan to once again cast Our Lady's Calm. It's just a very useful spell. It is fucking useful as hell. All right. Go ahead and, and roll roll your stress. I rolled a two, so nothing happens. This isn't a one a session. It is not. Okay. Just want to be sure. Busted as fuck. Jesus. All right. I mean, our glorious lady. True. May she reign supreme and slay or whatever she does. So yeah, roll a two, mind resistance two, so nothing happens. Okay. Stress-wise. All right. You do not take any additional fallout, so your fallout's still one. And once again, Jazra's hands drop, and she understands what's happening now, having seen reagan do it you know in front of her and of course having it done to her already previously and she just turns and glares at reagan out of her good eye but athos stares into her face and sees the strange orange and looks at her and then looks back at the body and says there's something wrong here where did this body come from the necropolis the necropolis prior to that the heart in the heart it's where all good things come from his mother didn't tell me that. It is true that not only bad things come from the heart. I think I understand what's happening here. Have you guys noticed anything strange occurring? <laughs> uh, Orange eye? Around the body? Hallucinations or... I did have a vision along the way. I saw many deaths for a brief instant. Is that somewhat of what you're talking about? Yes, it's worse than I thought. Help me. Help me get her... And him, and, she, and he points to the to Vane's body, into the purification ring. And he points at the ring that Jazra's eyes were locked on immediately before she attacked. Still maintaining the calm spell, Reagan will try to bring Jazra over to the purification ring. Yeah, Talred will help by taking the other arm and kind of moving her in that direction. You guys have to practically carry her. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because she's not engaging in violence, but she's not moving. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't fight back, but you get her into the ring. Mm-hmm. She looks really pissed about it. <laughs> and then Athos gestures to Danielle and says, help me move, take his feet. And gestures that she should take Bane's feet and carry the body with him over to the mm-hmm. ring. Yeah. All right. So you do that. Mm-hmm. You get the body over and into the ring. Alex has that look on her face like, this is a trap. I know it's a trap. But I'm going to do it anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just not trying to take the agency from all of your characters. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm just like, are you going to do it? Or are you guys going to get another thought? Yeah, so they're both in the ring. And 
Athos looks over at Taloren and sees, I assume, unless Taloren's more cleanly than I would think, the remains of the vomit and the neck wound on Vane, mm-hmm. and says, this is orange ichor, and it's, it's contagious. So I need all of you to step in the ring as well. Yeah, I think Reagan would have been in the ring just holding Jazzer anyway. Okay. So, Athos, is everyone moving into the ring? Yeah. Hal Ren hesitates and is like, I've got plenty of my blood already. I don't know if one more thing's going to hurt it. Then hold this candle and stand over there. And do. All right. Athos holds up his own candle and on various circles, you know, and places around the outer edge of this purification ring, you know, I mean, prior to this, he has placed bowls of water and other substances. You're not quite sure what he's doing. And then when he's finally ready, he gets in place with his candle as well and begins chanting and chants for about two or three minutes and then says, focus all of your thoughts on drawing the corruption out of Jazra and Vane and yourselves. And at this point, I need you guys to go ahead and make a religion check of difficulty two. Because I'm shaken, I can't add my domain, correct? Correct. Oh, shit. Okay. So what's uh, dif- what's difficulty two mean? We're going to go ahead and do a group skill. So select one player to lead the group. Roll now. And if you succeed, then every other player will roll with mastery. I've got a cult, so I could roll it too, right? Mm-hmm. So my best... Ooh, I got a 10. Yay! Yeah, two and a 10. Okay. Um, what was your second best? Uh, two. What? Yes, because this is a difficult check. Right, all right. So you actually get... So just re-roll with one die for me. That's a seven. Okay, so success at a cost. So this is a, a difficult thing. So go ahead and roll a d6 for stress okay. for me. It's two. What domain of stress is it? In this case, mind. Okay, two stress for mind. Okay, two stress. And I got a 10, so you do not take fallout. All right, so Taloran succeeded, so the rest of you can roll with mastery, which means that you get to add a die to your dice pool. But if it's not more than three die uh, in your pool, you will just result in rolling one die. It's not more than three, only roll with one. Yeah. Okay. Man, that shake and fallout sucks. Reagan got a five. I got a seven. Okay. So, Reagan, go ahead and roll a d6 for stress. One. Nice. Okay, which brings your mind stress to... Nothing, because I have plus two resistance. Nice. Okay. Nice. And then, Danielle, go ahead and roll for stress, d6. (laughs) I got a four. Okay. So, you'll take four mind stress, unless you have mind resistance. No. Okay. Do you have any other mind stress? No, thank God. Ben, I rolled a five, so you have no fallout. Sweet. All right. So as the chanting continues and you concentrate on drawing out the corruption from yourselves and from the body, you see this orange ichor start to pull out of the wounds on Vane's body. You see it piercing through the finery from his wounds beneath and also seeping out of the slice in the neck that Talarin put there. You also watch the ichor pull itself out of Jazra's eye. And this 
ichor starts to coalesce in the middle of the purification ring. Vane's body shudders and, and arches and bones are snapping. And as this occurs, just an immense amount of ichor bursts forth from his chest. And in this ichor, there is darkness. And the room around you begins to warp. And go ahead and give me a resist plus religion check to remain focused on the ritual. All of us? Yep. Damn. So uh, you already passed the initial difficulty, so this is just a standard difficulty. Mm-hmm. I got an eight. Eight? Six. <laughs> Rolled three dice. Highest I got was a two. Nice. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, and what did you get, Samson? Six. Okay, so Danielle succeeds. No stress. Uh, go ahead and roll a d6 for mind. Samson, and and you as well, Daniel. Two. That's a five. Bring me to a four stress. Yeah, I'm at four stress total in mind as well. Okay, I matched Samson, so not less. Cool. And I got two on Taloran. Mm-hmm. So uh, Taloran will take minor fallout. And I'm just going to go ahead and describe it. So Taloran continued to lap at this corrupted blood over and over and over again, despite their body's best efforts to reject it. And so, as this ichor is getting pulled out into the center, where is Taloran seeping? Like, in general. Like, I assume she seeps to some degree. Like, I don't know if when, or, or you know, when she gets pissy, does, you know, blood... It's actually a little bit from every orifice all the time. Okay. So, out of every single one of their orifices, this darkness-tinged orange ichor just bursts forth with violence. As it does so, Taloran drops the candle and slumps, not unconscious, but certainly uncomfortable, as now Taloran has numerous, well, wounds across her body as it bursts forth from the orifice. So tear ducts ruptured and, and so on. Ew. Yes. So, but with Reagan and Danielle and Athos, it is just enough to hang on. And this ichor continues to coalesce. And in the center of it, though, you see almost like an eye begin to open. And through the eye, you see, and Taloran recognizes immediately, the heart. Ooh. Oh, no. So now what I need everyone to do, except Taloran, attempt to roll to resist a cult. Or simply mark D6 stress to mind. I'll roll for that. Okay. Three. Were you rolling to resist or? Yeah. Okay, so that's failure with stress. So just go ahead and roll your your D6. That's two. Okay. Is that uh, mine? Yep, which brings it to what? Maintains four. I rolled a 10, so you're good. But you do fail. What about Danielle? We're going to attempt to resist a cult because I got a cult. So I should be good at a cult, right? Yep. Yeah. So you get an extra die. Got a nine and a five. Okay. So that's a nine. So you do succeed and you take no stress. So fuck yeah. Yeah. So Reagan, your concentration lapses as you stare into the dark heart of the spire. But Danielle, you have seen, you know, you want to see, right? You've got yes. a plot maybe. Yes. So what is Danielle thinking? What? pushes her through this mentally difficult and potentially scarring experience. Why is she the one who can hang on? Gonna write her own version of like seducing the coronavirus, but like with the heart. 
So somehow she's going to make the heart personified. And it's going to be weird, but it's good. don't worry. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so we've gone from Danielle Steele to, to Chuck Tingle. Yep. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> She's jumping that shark to Chuck Tingle. <laughs> All right. So between you and Athos, the eye slams shut and the ichor drips down onto the floor and dissipates into nothing. Athos wipes the back of his hand across his sweaty brow and looks at everybody and says, is everybody okay? Kind of tickled. You were foolish, blood witch. They just grin at him with blood teeth. He just sighs like this isn't the first blood witch he's (laughs) interacted with. (laughs) But you did help with the ritual, so I thank you. I will perform the proper rituals and I will see that per his mother's wishes, Dardanir is fed to the holy hyenas. And Jazra steps out of the purification circle, her eye socket once again bloody and empty, the scratches once again appearing on her forehead as the ichor had been ripped free. And she says, I will remain with you until it is done. And so now this particular cell of the ministry has completed their frankly mystifying task what purpose did this serve to the ministry if we were running a campaign athos and jazra would both become bonds mm-hmm. for for the pcs with this ever continues then they will be but tell me as your cell reports on their success uh, via the normal channels and disappears back into their daily lives just go ahead and give me a final scene alex we can start with you I think, like, Danielle gets back to, like, her office and, like, she writes the Seducing the Hearts novel. I think it's, like, controversial and not well accepted. So she kind of gets a little bit of hate and she tries to lay low and reintroduce, you know, Tallow Chen, the Blood Witch saga. Mm -hmm. Tallow Chen, the Blood Witch saga. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, just out there... Seducing people, licking things, and tries to like have people ignore the seduce the hearts here. Mm-hmm. And that she's just, you know, still creepily following people, trying to get new material. Okay. But like she's a little bit further away because she's like, oh yeah, I could get hit in the face with a door. <laughs> All right, Reagan, final scene. So I think Reagan actually stays with Jazra and Athos just to like fulfill the promise or see that the promise is fulfilled that Dardanelle is given the proper last rites. And then after making sure that word gets out to the proper towns or whatever, Reagan goes back to the cathedral where if I remember the lore, right, is where the glorious lady is officially worshipped, right? Mm-hmm. And after spending some time in Limier part, the uh, public part in prayer, Reagan goes down deep into the cathedral where the aspect of the Kole, the blood moon, is worshipped. Interesting. Because the equipment I chose for my Lajon character was the Order of Blood. Okay. And it is there that they go into prayer about the vision that they saw of all the people dying. I have an individual level NPC who is a member of the congregation sympathetic to my goals. And I like to think that it is the priest that saved Reagan during the last job during the Durance that went sour. And I 
don't really know what passes between the two, but Reagan at least shares what happened in their vision, and this NPC, this uh, mentor, priest, helps them take the next step in whatever their journey ends up being from here. Interesting. It almost makes me want to run another one. I feel like I always want to run another one. Oh, good. What about Taloran? Taloran is seen wandering deep, deep down in the spire till they reach that border where the structure seems to give way to the stone and flesh of the entrance to the heart, which looks different every time you come to it. But Taloran comes close to the entrance, blows the vulture whistle, and as the vulture appears, reaches out a hand and grabs it by the neck and shoves it against the fleshy walls. <laughs> and as the walls begin to go around this vulture, Taloran says, I need more time. Work's not done yet. Just give me a little more time and I'll bring them to you soon. And that's it. I gotta say with these one shots, one thing that I love is that right? Like, obviously, your guys' backstories are, are pretty bare. And then you add these, like, crazy touches where I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Samson, what was something you enjoyed about this episode? I like the kebab cart. Mm. I don't know why. I just felt random item to kind of add a little, like, real life to the setting. Oh, nice. Yeah. I also like the uh, ritual. That got a little tense. because I was like, I don't know if this is going to work out for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was potential for death and a lot of stress. <laughs> Don't sound so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, shout out to Our Lady's Calm. Oh, oh my God. gosh. <laughs> Seriously, MVP ability. <laughs> Very useful. <laughs> I feel like if I had rolled my typical, like if I was a player with a character that had Our Lady's Calm, I would just be so upset all the time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we have a segment we do each week called Player Intrusion, where one of us offers our listeners an XP to check out something fucking dope. And this week it's Samson. Samson, what would you offer our listeners an XP to check out? All right. Bear with me on this one. I would give you all an XP to check out a six hour YouTube video about a dating simulator from the mid 90s. Okay. Honestly, worth your time. The YouTube channel is called Action Button. And the uh, video itself is called, like, Action Button Reviews, Tokimeki Memorial. You'll see it. He only has, like, five or six, uh, maybe six or seven videos up there. It's the one that's six hours long. And it's it's such a strange thing to be so into this video because what he does is basically go in-depth into, like, the historical context, the cultural context. He goes into, like, the game mechanics of this game that was never even brought to the U.S. Hmm. And it's... Such a fast, he takes such a fascinating view of it. I think his uh, main thesis was that, like, it objectifies love, but objectifies in this case, meaning that, like, should have watched this video before I talked about this, but who has six hours? You have watched it, though, right? I have watched it two or three times. I do that with games sometimes. I'm like, I should have yeah. played this game again before I recommended it. <laughs> but all I have are fond memories. Right. Basically, it's just like his, like, existential crisis playing this game because. The game Tokimeki Memorial has, like, multiple endings, like 15 or 16 or whatever, each with a different love interest. But the canonical ending is the hardest to get. So what you kind of have to do and what he does is basically, like, manually data mine the game, like, take every available route so that he ends up learning, like, more than is possible in a single playthrough about, like, the final canonical love interest. And then there's, like, this 
moment where he's just like, do I even want to like, quote unquote, date this girl? <laughs> have I like, ma- you have to like, you have to make their character like the perfect person. And it's like, that's not a real person. That's just a perfect person. Like, that's not a real person at all. And it's so fascinating. Huh. It's incredible. And then like most of the runtime of this video is that he puts in uh, like two playthroughs, summarized playthroughs, not like full, full playthroughs. But the first playthrough is like him just like just trying it the first time, no notes, no guy through no guys or anything. And it's an absolute failure for him. And then the last playthrough is when he knows everything. He's taken like one or two hints from friends or whatever. He worked with uh Deko Kojima, which is super cool. Mm-hmm. He describes it as a disastrous success because mm-hmm. he gets the canonical ending, but with it comes this all this existential stuff. It's crazy to watch a six-hour video. Obviously, don't watch it all at once unless you have that kind of time. But this is absolutely worth your time to find this weird nugget of pop culture that also has like affected video games in such a weird way. A lot of like developers and writers that would go on to make like Castlevania and Metal Gear were on this team making this dating simulator at Konami. So yeah, take this XP, go watch Action Button Reviews, Tokimeki Memorial. It's a strange trip, but it's really worth your time. Samson, after all of our listeners watch uh, this YouTube video, how could they get a hold of us if they wanted to chat with us about it? Oh, boy, we have a convenient website. Because the rest of us aren't going to watch a six-hour video. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I gave you that XP. Uh, Anyway, uh, we have a website, explorerswanted.fm. From there, you can find all our socials. On Twitter, we are at explorerswanted. On Instagram and Facebook, we are at Explorers Wanted Podcast. If you want to talk to us directly about the Tokimeki Memorial video, we have a Discord, explorerswanted.fm slash Discord. You can geek out about video games and music and plants and Tokimeki Memorial. Also, if you want to support us, give us money that you can, because you have money to spend, patreon.com slash explorerswanted. If you subscribe above the $10 level, you get to see fun character journals and also listen to some episodes that are only available to the Patreons. And you can also ask us questions, fun stuff like, hey, do you have a six-hour video that you'd recommend on YouTube? <laughs> anyway, patreon.com slash Wanted. Give us money. Or we're also uh, dice-filiated with Die Hard Dice. You can use our code EXPLORE with an exclamation mark at the end on your order, and we get some of that. Awesome. And if you can't provide financial support or you have too much dice already... Honestly, the best thing that you could do for us is to tell a friend, tell them why they should listen. Second best thing is to leave us a five-star written review on a podcast directory like Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. If you didn't like the show, or if you just thought it was a meh. Listen, I know they say that when it comes to real magic, that it's all in the blood, but that isn't right. It's in your mouth, in a strange little sack attached to the back of your tongue, too far down your neck for you to see in the mirror. It begins with eggs quivering as they ferment the forces around you into a lump of energy that defies the natural order. Eventually, they will hatch and burrow deeper, growing inside you until every breath you take, everything that you excrete, becomes a warping elixir that poisons the world around you. Once they hatch, it's too late. So if you change your mind, grip your tongue tightly in your hand and pull slowly until the first drips of blood begin to run down your throat and then yank it free from the root. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Twitter at Anderlich, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. 
You find me on Twitter at Stace Windu. I was born stupid, but I will not die hungry. I'm a slant potato. <laughs> You'll get that when you watch the Tokimeki Memorial video, because that's his outro. So go do that. If you want to get a dice tray and use it, put snacks in it too, at me. Real Tea Unicorn on Twitter and Tea with the Unicorn on Twitch. Like, literally, I can fit so many goldfish in my dice tray right now. My dice tray is so filthy, I don't want to fit any snacks in it. It's covered in cat hair. Thank you to everyone for listening. Have a good night, day, weekend, whenever you're listening. And bye! bye.